0: Hey, how are you? My name is Daniel Calderon and welcome back to Corner Talks. I've done a lot of reading since this pandemic has started and it's given me a lot of insight on how to become a better individual, a lot of knowledge on dealing with certain aspects of my life, uh, whether they're positive or negative. One book in particular, this book right here, The Subtle Art of Not Giving Enough. Uh, this is a great book by Mark Manson, and it essentially goes, as it says on the cover, a counterintuitive approach to living a good life. And what that means is sometimes we are conditioned to feel, for instance, we need to be positive. We need to always think of the bright side. And what the book tells us is that's not life. Life is brutal. Life can get really negative, And there's a lot of pain involved, a lot of suffering. However, we can interpret these situations however we choose to if we choose to always think that they're negative, then they'll always be negative situations. Just like if we're always choosing to think there's always positive situations, we can be disappointed when a negative situation arises. So it's about having a balance. It's about really um, identifying what matters and what doesn't. Like, as the book says, um, not giving too many Fs about certain situations, especially in a generation and an age where We have our phones, our social media, and we're constantly thinking about who said what, why they said it, and it just gets so bothersome, it gets so um, annoying that your brain your mind is so clouded with these thoughts, you can't seem to think clearly anymore. So after reading this book, I wanted to share with you my takeaways, which I feel best captures the message and spirit of the book. Put it simply, shit happens. Coming from someone that was so frustrated and so resistant to the idea of facing these problems and why did it happen to me and why me and blah blah blah, I've now experienced that life is full of problems, full of situations where we suffer and it's inevitable. There is no way to run away from it. Whether it's a good situation or a bad, there's always going to be a problem that arises. What made it interesting coming from the book's perspective is when it talked about how We have good and bad problems. Now the bad problems, they're easy. You know, oh, my dog died, I have grief now, I have anguish, I'm depressed, I'm sad. Of course you're going to feel like that. Your dog dying, horrible experience. What about for those that get a promotion at a job? That should be good, no? Oh, but wait, there's problems with am I going to have enough time to see my kids at night? Or am I going to have enough time to go for drinks with the boys? Or am I going to have too much responsibility? Those are problems. So my point what I'm trying to make is that we're always going to experience these problems. We're always going to experience these matters. Um, I, for one, every time I take on a film project, as exciting as it sounds, there's going to be problems as in dealing with certain people on set or dealing with certain creative obstacles in editing. I'm never going to have a situation where it's just breeze, you know, full, full, uh, smooth sailing ahead. I can't even get the words out of my mouth. But what I'm trying to say to you is that It's okay, it's normal, and it happens to everyone. Now, if you choose to make these problems bigger than what they are, then of course they're going to weigh you down, whether the situation was good or bad. Now, another thing that caught my eye in this book is when it said, positivity has the ability to distract you from improving yourself. Now, listen to what I just said. Because I even, you know, couldn't, I found it hard to believe reading that when I've been told my whole life, you gotta be positive, you gotta be positive. The book is trying to express that if you are always happy go lucky, positive, 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 and there's no issues in your life, what it is is that you're never going to hone in or maybe identify what's bothering you. Because our emotions, as much as society, people tell us, you're not supposed to be sad you're not supposed to be angry you're not supposed to be this you're not supposed to be that the reality is is that our emotions are messages signals from our brain telling us on how to behave now if we ignore that we're ultimately ignoring our conscience our uh, little voice in your brain telling you oh I don't feel right about this I don't feel good about this now I'm not saying to always listen to it because sometimes we need to be risk takers sometimes we need to just grab life by the you know what I mean and just keep on going but At the end of the day, we have to listen to sometimes when a job maybe for instance is making us suffer, making us sad all the time, demotivating us. And we need to listen to those messages or a relationship that's bringing us down day by day. We need to listen to these messages, these uh, signals, these emotional feelings and acting on it. Because if we're always positive, that job that's making us suffer, that's making us do the same task over and over again, or that relationship that's so toxic that you don't even understand why you're with the person will hurt you, will not make you realize that there's better on the other side if you take the risk to leave the job, leave the person. So I strongly believe in that idea that Positivity, as much as it's good for your life, you need a balance and you need to also look at situations and be negative sometimes about identifying problems in your life in order to improve them. Following up on our last point about problems being inevitable, you'll find even less problems if you do one thing stop caring about so much. I find nowadays we care about way too much, and I myself included, very guilty of this. Now, there are people watching this that say, I don't care, no, I'm good, I'm good. I don't believe you for one second. Nowadays, it's been proven, especially with the millennial generation, we are caring about way too many things, and half of them are just so materialistic, so um, shallow that they don't even make ourselves feel better. They just put this, put us in a vicious cycle of constant thinking analyzing and which ultimately leads to so many mental health issues that we're known to be suffering from caring about so much is not only mentally exhausting but does no benefit for how you live your life what i'm getting at is caring about things like posts and social media followers and will i be famous and will i get a job and who, oh, that person has a job. How much does he make? And this person does this and that person does that. Or, you know, how much uh, clothes do I have and uh, technology do I have? Do I have the latest iPhone? I know it might sound annoying. I know it might sound laughable, but it's true. These people, especially yourself, probably have cared about at one point in your life, something so insignificant. And I've gotten to a point myself, especially in light of this pandemic, where I've kind of said a rule of three, a rule of three things that I really care about. And that is health, family and my dream. My dream since I was a little boy to become a film director and whatever that means, whatever uh, things I have to do, I care about. My health, if I have my health then I can do whatever I want. If I don't, as proven with this pandemic, well you're in tough luck. My family that have been there since the beginning who have, you know, really supported me on every step of the way even though sometimes I Feel like their criticism may come across as harsh but i know it's for their best intentions there's a reason why it's called tough love i am so forever grateful for them and i can understand why someone like gary v uh, always says family is so important in your life my dream my career film director film writer passion storytelling that is something to care about all the other stuff that we care about all the little you know materialistic things all the things that people tell us that we should care about they don't matter and they shouldn't matter. There was a time when I was very hard on myself and very sad as to why I was thinking about these issues that weren't even issues, just I told myself they were where I felt I needed to become better or I needed them to make me happier. And the book says something very interesting that the only reason why we have these problems is because they're measured by our values and our standards. Now, if we have poor values and poor standards, right? If we're thinking about shallow materialistic things or things that have no substance, as opposed to health, family, career, we're always gonna be indebted to these stupid, insignificant things. Touching on that point that I said earlier about suffering and pain is inevitable, this really got to me when it said pain inspires change. And from a literal standpoint, pain does inspire the human race to change going back all the way to our ancestors they had to deal with pain on a constant basis whether it's being eaten by predators whether it's the elements uh, being too cold too hot or a virus that they didn't even have a cure for talk about smallpox we're lucky that we live in a age where you know if god forbid your child has chickenpox they can be cured from it this is the best time to live in that respect by enduring the pain we were able to evolve into the species that we are today famine causing millions to die of starvation develop agriculture and farming cold weather giving you frostbite develop boots and a coat toxic waste and gases polluting the air and decaying our ozone layer develop clean energy pain has always been with us since the dawn of time pain has hurt our ancestors has caused many of them to die. However, the ones that remained were the ones that learned from the mistakes, that learned from that pain on how to change, on how to improve themselves. The emotional pain works the same way. Well, when you're, let's say, with a toxic friend, someone that you know hurts you or someone that belittles you or gives you all these different red flags, you have those signs now that you take with your next friend. And I'm not saying everyone's the same, but it inspires you to change. It inspires you to see who you are And what you deserve do you deserve to be with someone that treats you less than what you are no so that's why it helps you change from learning from that experience how to improve on when you're with someone new or what about your skills and your talent what you're capable of where your true passion lies for me I was at a company where I was a marketing coordinator and I was doing day-to-day desk job you know analytics and data entries and I was just so bored. And I realize now with that pain, it's taught me, I'm more of a creative individual. I'm more of a creative person with a vision and which is why I'm pursuing this film career. And it allowed me with that pain, that emotional pain of not fitting in to this company, not fitting into that culture to realize it just wasn't for me. And it allowed me to improve, to inspire me to change and finding a different career path, except that pain will always exist and like our ancestors, choose to learn from it. No matter what your parents said, no matter how high your IQ is, you're like everyone else. You have your problems, you have your insecurities, you have your trials and tribulations. You're only human. True self-worth is measured by your true feelings to negative thoughts. It is why some believe they cannot become an athlete or maybe get into a good school. is because of the environment that they're raised or their perception on the world and their beliefs on what they're capable of. Now this may come across as pessimistic, but what I got from the book is we live in this world where it's either you're bad or you're excellent. There's no in between, there's no such thing as good. And the reality is, is there's a lot more of good than there is bad and excellent. But people don't wanna see it like that. It's you gotta be the best or nothing at all, right? And that's just not healthy. I enjoyed that in the book it said, extraordinary. Everyone wants to be extraordinary. Everybody feels they can be extraordinary. And the reality is, is the word itself can only exist because others are mediocre. If everyone was extraordinary, then how could that word make any sense? Really think about that. If everybody wants to be rich or everyone wants to be a millionaire and billionaire and everybody is told you can do it, then if they do become that, millionaires and billionaires wouldn't exist. Everyone would just be uh, wealthy or just have money. It is so refreshing, so calming, so satisfying to know that it is okay to be ordinary, it is okay to be normal. We don't always have to be the best of the best. And that's anything we do because we're only human. We all have our insecurities. We all have our trials and tribulations, like I said earlier, and we're all trying to become the best version of ourselves whatever path we pursue so to any of you that feel like you need to be even more than what you are keep that spirit keep that passion i love it because i'm like that with myself but know that if it doesn't happen to the it's full extent or you're not extraordinary then it's okay because guess what 99.9% of people aren't extraordinary no matter how much social media tells you No matter how many times your friends will brag about their lives, at the end of the day, they're just like you and me. Sometimes in life, we feel like we're dealt a bad hand, whether it's nasty parents, a bad breakup, uh, being fired from a job, getting ripped off on a business deal, we can feel like no one is listening, no one is watching, and no one is coming to save us. Yet, although these moments may not be our fault, they are our responsibility. Okay, hear me out. I was confused when I read this too, saying, what? How is it my responsibility that these things happen? I have to be the one to take care of it now? And that's our initial reaction with a lot of things as humans, it's it's instinctive. Like, that's not fair. Like, why did it have to happen to me? We are responsible for how we react to an event or a situation, a person, whatever it may be. We are ultimately responsible for our lives. And when I heard that, it was liberating. It was a moment of clarity. To understand, to realize, guys, think about it. You are responsible for how you react in that moment. What if you get fired from a job and it's not your fault? How would you react to something like that? What if there was layoffs and downsizing? Your boss just didn't like you. Can't control that, but you can control how you react. Will you go home? Will you wallow in self-pity? Will you feel depressed and feel like it was your fault that you were fired? Will you keep blaming yourself and telling yourself no one else will hire you? Or will you learn a new skill set? Will you network with people, find ways to build your resume, make it more appealing to recruiters? This is my absolute favorite lesson and takeaway of the book. To know that our life is 100% our responsibility. It may be scary at first, But when you really think about it, it's so reassuring and it gives you such confidence because life is full of messes, full of things we need to clean up. And we can really weigh our emotions. We can really make them feel like they're the end of the world. Or we can find ways, find solutions as humans do to become and to eliminate anything that might hurt us. Thank you so much for joining me on another Corner Talks. I really hope my takeaways from the book, The Subtle Art, I'm not giving an F right here, has helped you to realize your potential in life, realize that there is good things coming and it is only the beginning. This is uh, a great book, a great self-help guide and it has taught me so much. And like I said, I believe it will help you in many ways. If you haven't read it, um, I'll leave a link down below in the description. You can buy it off of Amazon, uh, Indigo, wherever you need to, but I'll leave a link down below uh, so you can look more into it. If you've already read the book and agree or disagree to what I had to say, please leave your comments down below. I'd love to see your thoughts. If you enjoyed this video, please be sure to like and subscribe to my YouTube channel so you too can become the best version of who you are.